Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Fantasy Sports Show. You are now listening to the Inside Fantasy Sports Podcast. Yes, g'day guys. Welcome back to Tinless Tuesday, live on the Insight Fantasy Sports Podcast, where we dive into all things NRL Supercoach, all the news for round 12, proudly sponsored by the Standard Squeeze. I'm your host, the Supercoach Brain, and I'm joined by my co-host, the Supercoach Matrix. Matty, Teamless Tuesday has come and gone. Time to talk through it. What have you What have you taken from it? And a little bit of a kind of boring TLT again, two weeks in a row. Yeah, I, I kind of like it. I like what's happened in a few of the teams. Um, I like what's happened at the Dragons this week. Um, yeah, Hook getting hooked and um, probably picking their best team. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to go through it. There's There, there is a few talking points, so... It's um it's amazing what happens when you know a coach gets dropped and it, it sounds like Hook and uh, the assistant coach at the Dragons who's taking over uh, his name is uh, beyond me at the moment but it sounds like they didn't agree on much um, yeah. so he's he's obviously gone and made the team or put the best team on the park who would have thought you can put the best team on the park and you might actually start playing some good footy so that'll be interesting oh, hopefully let's see what happens um. Yeah, Dragons were always my pick to be the team that finished last. So let's see if we're right. Let's see. Let's see. Guys, drop your questions below for round 12. Anything Teamless Tuesday, trade thoughts, whatever it be. Uh, We're definitely going to cover things like Billy Smith, Harrison Edwards, Hold or Sell, Joey Manu. Uh, There's a lot of questions around that that have come through on Twitter, on YouTube. So hold tight if that's one of your questions. Uh, Hylam Lukey, we'll talk about him as well. Do we sell Hosking? Uh, Jeremy Marshall King versus Reese Robson at Hooker. Who do we take to cover by period? We've got it covered. So any any other questions or any other players that you want to you want to ask questions about, definitely throw them our way. Drop them in the comments. Let us know how you went last week as well. And before we dive in, please, if you want to support the show, if you're watching us on YouTube, please hit like and subscribe just down the bottom there. Uh, and if you're listening to us on Apple or Spotify, please hit follow and leave us a review. It's the only way that we can reach more people. We would really appreciate the support. All right, let's uh, let's talk last week first of all, Maddie. 
score and rank now that we know what's uh, what's happening. How did you go last week? You twelve thirty, wasn't it? Yeah, so it was it was eleven ninety three. I uh, got updated with um, with some unicorn points for Nico. Um, yeah, moved up two hundred and twenty seven spots with twelve thirty. Uh, I think it was about a top sixteen percent score. Um, yeah, and still sitting in the thirteen thousands. Um, didn't really affect me too much at all. I just sort of held rank. Yeah, a bit the same for me. 10 points less, 1220. Uh, I was sitting at about eight, 4,000 or something like that. Uh, so down 500 spots into 8,970. So just kind of still in the 10K. So pretty happy with that. Uh, some big scores coming in the chat. Troy Beard, 1283. Luke Roden, 1336. Thanks for hopping on, guys. Great scores. Got Herbie in the chat as well. Thanks for joining us, mate. And uh, we've got a couple of questions from Troy, a good... Uh, friend of the podcast as well. So we'll definitely be covering a couple of those things on Billy Smith. Isn't isn't the thumbnail Hylam Lukey not Scott Drinkwater, but yeah, it's okay. You're a good Cowboys supporter. I wouldn't watch their games either. Yeah, I wouldn't be watching either. But yeah, Hylam Lukey is the thumbnail this week. Uh, Funny looking. Scott Drinkwater put on a bit of size, got stretched out (laughs) a little bit, an extra few feet. Um, Good luck to him. But um, mate, we'll talk the ins and outs for Supercoach purposes. Obviously, we won't touch every single team list, but all the things that are relevant, for the week, we'll talk about trades and captains as well. But guys, lastly, throw those comments in. We will cover them throughout the show. We always do our best to try and get to all of them. Uh, mate, before we do, Standard Squeeze, major sponsor of the podcast. Um, guys, if you haven't heard of the Standard Squeeze, I'm sure if you're a regular listener or a regular viewer on YouTube, you definitely heard of the Standard Squeeze. Uh, so go and check out their stuff on they're, they're on Instagram, Facebook, all the social media. They're also at uh, thestandardsqueeze.com. Go and check out their stuff. Use the Insight 15 code as well. If you wanted something like this, like a little four-in-one, keeps your drink hot, cold. Uh, and then Maddie's got his little squeeze there as well that gives you the perfect shot every single time. So you can track how much you've been drinking. And if you do need to drive, it'll give you a better idea of whether you can drive and, and when you'll be right to, to get on the road. So quality products, go and check them out. Insight 15 is the code to get 15% off. Speaking of squeeze, we've got a squeeze of the week winner, Maddie, And uh, they've left us in their dust as always, every single week, I feel very uh, insecure about my score when I start going through the squeeze of the week. But uh, the winner this week with the highest score in our unlimited league goes out to Jaden, coach of, <laughs> this is a good one, Nico Lyons uh, in, mm. with a 1405. Um, won't dive into what I think his nickname or his name means, but 1405, <laughs> huge score. Yeah, yeah. I think he had some hindsight with that one, so. Yeah, you, you've used that in our chat the last couple of days. Don't think I haven't noticed. I do appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. Hindsight. <laughs> Please do. Um, mate, we've also got four in the top 100, which is pretty cool. Tim, coach of the lane train, he's in 49th at the moment. Mike, coach of Turbo's Hammy, he's getting a mention recently in 63rd. Liam, coach of Filmer Balls, who I think from memory was the squeeze of the week winner the last week, uh, into yep. 94th. And Troy, coach of Rowdy's in 97th. So some pretty solid efforts around the grounds at the moment. Um, Pretty good. Good to have four of the top 100 in. Hopefully we can start to squeeze a few more in over the next couple of weeks. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's just good to see see guys in the in the top 100, obviously, listeners. And, uh, yeah, I hope everybody – we don't always make the right decisions ourselves, but we at least discuss and put them all forward, hey? Yeah, that's it. I think every single week we'll throw whatever we've got, whatever we're thinking, we'll throw it out there on the pod every week. And, and obviously, you know, something that we're working on in the background at the moment is a Discord server that we're getting up and running. So – Pretty exciting for us to get a bit of a community 
together uh, for Supercoach fans and people that just want to talk Supercoach or talk footy, but not just NRL. We've got AFL, uh, BBL coming up at the end of the year, NFL Fantasy, uh, NBA Fantasy NBA. as well that will be starting up very soon as well with Matty Garrett. So the podcast will start for NBA very soon. So plenty of exciting things. And, and obviously, if you're an FPL, Fantasy Premier League kind of guy, uh, you like getting up at 1am in the morning to watch soccer, good luck to you. I don't. But um, if you like that kind of stuff, uh, there's a there's a server in there for that as well. All right. Let's rip into the ins and outs, mate. Penrith at the Broncos uh, up up at Suncorp. What have you taken from this one, team list-wise? Yeah, look, pretty – I suppose it's the Broncos, you know, looking after their players, resting Renault this week, not rushing him back, um, still tie top of the table, um, give Jock Madden a run. Um, you know, he's going to practice all week at – at halfback, and um, yeah, hopefully we'll be more prepared because uh, we did we went, did go. Oh, I wouldn't call it shambles, but we weren't fantastic without Reynolds uh, last week. We probably did our best uh, with a few stop gaps and chuck some band aids on and see what happened. But um, yeah, we've got Jack, Jock Madden. We brought him in for this. Here's our backup. You know, Reno's getting older, could be injured a bit more often. So yeah, we've got Jock Madden in, um, and then for the Penrith team. We've got Hosking in. Very good news. I actually didn't know that it was a HIA that kept him out. I just thought Scott Sorensen was on a tear and they decided to keep Hosking off. So, yeah, he is back in after, sorry, yeah, a HIA. So. Yeah, uh, I mean, my understanding was that they just kept, like you said, kept him off. I, I think he passed his HIA on field. They just didn't decide to put him back out there in the second half. So, yep. I mean, that's been confirmed anyway, so it's good to see he's been named. Uh, I guess one of the major questions this week is, do we trade Hosking 70-odd break-even? Uh, has his time kind of come? Is it time to move on to guys that are going to play around 13? So we'll cover that when we talk about the big ins and outs uh, and the, the most sold and the most bought, I think, because uh, that'll be a very popular question. I can already see it coming up in the chat. So uh, we'll definitely talk about that very soon. Spencer Lenu, uh, ruptured testicle, poor bloke. Uh, you've got in the, <laughs> the notes here, split nut. nut. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, very subtle from you. I like, I like it. Poor bloke, yeah. man. I can't imagine how painful that would be. Apparently, he wanted to go back out in the field. Uh, so he'd had, it was a training session, and he went through a full training session. And then when he got in the showers, he kind of thought, hang on, there's something not going not going right here. Went and had surgery and everything the next day, like emergency surgery, and then wanted to get back to training the next day. <laughs> Guy's an animal. Mate, I would be I would be on the lounge for the next fortnight if that were me. I'd be longer than that for me, I reckon. So. <laughs> uh, Roosters Dragons, mate, next one. Pretty big one, uh, considering obviously Hook's gone, like you mentioned. Yeah, doesn't kind look of... like Anthony Griffin will be at the game, so. He will maybe he'll be sitting in the stands with the crowd. Uh, I doubt he'll show his face around. Uh, <laughs> he around might be in a Roosters jersey. <laughs> could be, could be. But Zach Lomax comes back into this team. Everybody that went with Max Fiene, uh, disappointing, I guess. But we always knew this would be a risk with with Lomax, and I think that's why we both held off on Max Fiene. Um, kind of, I mean, look, hey, it gives us a leg up on everybody who wasted a trade there. But he he made a little bit of cash, didn't he? Fifty, sixty grand or something like that. So. Not yep. complete waste. Not a Trent Peoples from last year. Yeah, not a Hayes Dunster where he plays most weeks and, you know, still doesn't cover his 18 break even. So Yeah, well, you, he won't be covering his break even this weekend because he's not named. <laughs> so, <laughs> stiff. Hey, but you're you're looking at Jacob Little. Yeah, um, look, I just think with them by, and, and by dropping out, Look, we, of course, have the issue of having Sully on the bench, but let's see where he comes in. Look, if Little can get more minutes with a new coach, he's somebody that I could look at. 
Um, yeah, good price, a, a real talent, somebody that I've been keeping my eye on all year. And the Sully injury, I got even more excited. He's 345K. Look, he's got a break even of 68, so could even go below that. Hey, it could be a really good side move from, say, a Sonny Luke or somebody like that. If he scores a 60 or something this week and gets up close to his break even, him to Sonny Luke could be a real play. I don't have Sonny Luke. It's not something I'm looking you know, looking at. But if you have Sonny Luke, it could be a real sideways move and you could make some cash. Fair shout. I'd, I'd probably pass personally. I'd, with, with new coach coming in. I mean, look, he's been the assistant coach and we know that he's had a fair bit of pull in the background, but I'm still not confident. And I feel like there'll be a few changes and a bit of Tetris going on until they get that side right. And he creates a bit of identity behind his team. So probably a watch on any Dragons players, aside from the obvious ones like yeah, Jack Birds, who's been named on an edge this week. Um, and then obviously Jack DeBellin's playing at prop still. So nothing's really changed there. Um you mentioned, obviously, what's his name? Hutch, Drew Hutchison playing halfback yeah. this week. Yeah, it's it's gross. I don't like it. Um, they probably don't have too many other options. I just wonder if they did have, like, he's their stopgap basically in any position. They put him in at centre. Uh, they've put him in at lock. They've put him in, in the halves. Yeah, I just wish that they, or maybe they just don't have anyone. I haven't really looked too deep at their 30. Um, they've got a lot of big names and they play every week. But, yeah, I just wish that they put a specialist seven in. Yeah, would be good. I mean, they're starting to run out of blokes, though, with Sam Walker now. Obviously, he's going to miss a month, I think it is, with a sprained ACL. So yep. they'll probably be quite cautious with that. Uh, it'll be very interesting, though, because the big talking point's Joey Manu, right? Do we hold Joey Manu? Do we sell him? Um Plenty of talking points. We'll cover that. We'll cover that a little bit later because we've pretty much got a whole segment on what we do with Joey Manu. Yeah, so we both have Joey Manu, so it's a big play. Yeah, absolutely. And and lastly, Sullivan named on the bench again. Hunt in the seven. So uh, anybody who went with Sullivan either last week or, or the week before. I mean, last week you got a one. So uh, that cash is going to dry up very quickly. That everybody was hoping they were going to get some quick cash from. So. Yeah, he did get 11 in, like he did get a little bit and not too many minutes and then obviously got sin-binned. Yeah, it was just hook being hook. Um, I wouldn't, like Steve was saying in the comments, we all know how Sonny Luke to Sullivan went last week. If I had Sullivan, I definitely wouldn't trade him out this week. I'd just wait and see what this team's, how it's going to roll out. And I'm doing the same with Jacob Little. Definitely not adding him this week, but it's just, you know what, if I'm finding something to watch in the Dragons game, it's probably that. Yep. Good shout. Next one, Eels at Rabbitohs. Uh, Mitch Moses comes back into this team, but the big sad, I guess, this week is Sean Lane could miss six to eight weeks with that hamstring. I've Yeah, I've had next week circled in my calendar as the week that I get Sean Lane all year. I'm glad he got injured this week and not next week because he would have been in my team. Look, again, if you save your trades later on in the year, he could be somebody that you still run home with. Um, he's got that 30 in his rolling average. You know what? Let's see where he is at, at round 20. Um, rolls back in, gets a couple 50s, earns his starting spot, and you finish with Sean Lane. Sounds like a good plan to me. Yep. And perfect little segue, Steve's comment, the Cardi Party. Um, it's Tuesday, mate, and the Cardi Party still keeps – it's keeping going. It's still it's still going. I think we're into day three now of the Cardi Party where the bender just yep. keeps going. You know, people, like, you have a little bit of a nap in the morning and then you, you break out the spirits kind of lunchtime and then – before you know it, it's 10 p.m. and you're about 13 deep. Uh, it just 
What are your thoughts on Cardi? I mean, obviously, if you've got him, you hold him now, right? Because it's a big oh. window now that's open for him. If you've got him, you hold him. Obviously, I don't have him. I don't think he's a buy at 490K. Yeah. But I would just keep riding the wave if I had him. I would play him this week. I'd play him most weeks, to be honest. Um, but, yeah, for four, I'm probably just going to spend 490K somewhere else. I think um, Andrew Davey, obviously, being in and around this squad now and, and seeming to get himself a starting edge roll over Cartwright at this point. It seems like Davies preferred to Cartwright. We don't even see Matt Dory on any of these team sheets anymore. So, um, you know, I, I think Davies probably a better option than Cardi, and, uh, but I, I don't think you consider either. And we've spoken a, a lot in the past about making sure you don't load up too much on Eels players for that round 14 buy. So you, you want to make sure that when you're picking Eels players, you're picking the top, you're picking the best option. And I feel like Cardi... Um, Andrew Davey, these kind of guys, Dunster, Simonson, you mentioned last week, you're not just going to pick these guys up just as a number. You, you want to make sure that you maximize the quality of eel player that you get. And the same goes for Manly and the Knights as well. But um, speaking of quality eels players, Hopgood, now if he doesn't get selected for Origin, which I personally don't think he will, is he a, mm. is he a must now? Like if you traded him out, would you go and bite the bullet and just get him back in? Because you actually did trade him out, right? Yeah, I've traded him out. I traded him out at a really good time and he started to leak cash after that. And I thought, you beauty, I've done exactly the right thing. And then in the last couple of weeks, he's, you know, went and got another 120K on the board. And I'm just starting to think, do I just get him back? Um, Look, I'm going to wait for team selections. I've waited this long. But honestly, if Ryan Madison gets selected for Origin and Hopgood doesn't, Obviously, Lane's not there. I'm not super interested in spending 400k for Davy or you know 500k for Cardi. Dory's not involved. Like he could be the guy. Like he could be a genuine captain option. He's been that good. I've captained him this year already. Like I I rate the guy. I just thought when Ryan Madison come back, he would resume the spot, and Jermaine Hopgood might have went to a 30 40 minute role and. Oh, the Jermaine Hopgood party's rolling on too, like a lot better than the Cardi party. <laughs> yeah. They've got like high level spirits at the Hopgood party, whereas Cardi <laughs> party, they've just got like goon bags on the clothesline. So <laughs> yeah, pretty <laughs> Lexia. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Love a bit of passion pop. Uh, moving on to the Knights at the Sharks, Connor Tracy stays in for Talakai this week. Uh you know, Talakai two weeks with this neck issue. I don't, there hasn't been too much news coming out about this one either, but you know, Talakai, big pod play if you went with Talakai, but he was actually starting to string together some good points um, over a couple of weeks now. So a bit of a shame for him, but oh, you wouldn't, you wouldn't race him back against the Knights. So, you know, I'm not reading too much into it. I think they've got the Knights into the buy. So yep. he'll be back round 14, I'd say, is yep. what is what will happen. Which means Definitely Connor Tracy gets a bit of an extended run, which is cool because yeah. I love to- Connor Tracy for anybody who follows me on Twitter would know I'm a big Connor Tracy fan. Um, so it's nice to see him getting some time. Hopefully he can work his way into a spot. It's just such a stacked back line at the Sharks, isn't it? He's, he's going to be pretty hard done by to find a spot unless he's the 14 in that team. Yeah, could get some. I suppose when he's playing every week, um, he's a chance of scoring. But yeah, you really need an injury to get involved. Honestly, there's an injury almost anywhere in their team. And I think that they find a spot for this guy. Yep. Um, so Troy's asked, you know, do you bite the bullet, bring Hopgood back in? Your answer is probably yes, based on what you've just said, right? Yeah, not just yet, but next week. I just want to see what happens. It would be devastating to add him this week. And then like he's like the 18th man or something for Origin. 
And I think the same applies to Brian Madison if you haven't picked him up. I mean, Maddo's a great option, but he's played 50 and 55 minutes or something the last two weeks. Um, yep. He's a wait and see for round 13 as well. And I think a lot of these decisions we can make next week. It doesn't seem like any of these guys have a really low break even. They're going to be out of reach next week. So you can just sit and, and have a look for a week and, and play it yep. out next week. There's there's a world where I bring Maddo and Hopgood in next week if they don't get selected. Some other talking points in this one. McInnes out four weeks. Um, ruins a bit of origin cover, I guess, but, I mean, not overly. I don't know how many people were really looking at McInnes, but um, does this make Royce Hunt relevant now? Like, how many more middles no. do they have left at the Sharks? Like, they've got know. no middle forwards. Braden Hammond and Welly still out? Any time I've ever looked at Royce Hunt, he's disappointed me. So Yeah. I mean, like, he's a talent. He's a, yeah, and he is a PPM beast. But then when he does get those bigger minutes, his PPM drops immensely. So, yeah, I'd be interested. I think he's just a really good 30-minute player. And I think that's and, what Royce Hunt is. Yeah, and also, I guess, being front row forward only, you're wanting him for that kind of front row forward position. And then you've got Harrison Edwards this week, who, I mean, spoiler alert, I'm not massive on him. But I'm still, I would still, if I had to pick between him and Royce Hunt, I'd pick Harrison Edwards. Just yeah, makes sense. Um, Minus 40, I'd break even. Yeah, Harrison Edwards seems like the guy that I have wanted all year and, like, for whatever reason, I'm not doing it. So, Yep. Uh, lastly, Adam Elliott played 35 minutes last week, stuff to bleed a bit of cash, which is good. Uh, I mean, your, your question, I guess, is when does he become the starting lock? Because yep. that's why he was recruited to go to the Knights from Canberra. Uh, I don't know how long – I mean, uh, Kurt Mann is out. So we don't know how long Kurt Mann's going to be out for, but it seems like a long time. Uh, I reckon they're going to warm him into his work considering he's been out for that long. I think you're still probably going to see a month of Adam Elliott coming off the bench, which is great for Supercoach. Yeah, and I wonder if, you know, what are we up to? Round 12. It's about round 15 that I'd probably really start to look at Adam Elliott and if he's got sort of that 50-55 break even and it looks like there's an opportunity for, again, probably 50-55 minutes. Um, he's a guy that I'd really want because I love his game for Super Coach. I think that he is one of the best players on the Knights. Um, I think Kurt Mann, again, is a little bit of a stopgap and Adam Elliott is the future. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, a few questions, mate. We're halfway through these teams. Uh, there's a couple of questions that have come through. Uh, Hosking, we won't cover yet. Uh, where was it? Here we go. Melissa Hansen's asking, thinking Grant to Robson this week and Cam Murray to either Hylam Lukey or Hudson Young. Worried about origin. So, um, really like Grant to Robson. I would be moving on Harry Grant if I had him going into the origin period. Cam Murray's a different one. Um, Cam Murray has leaked so much cash probably since that you've bought him that I would... For 540k, I would probably sit him on the bench. I really like the Highland Loki ad, and I really like the Hudson Young ad. But also, if you're scared of Origin, there's probably a chance that Hudson Young gets picked as well. There's no chance Highland Loki gets picked. I would play. I would sit Cam Murray on my bench for for 540k. Cam Murray. I'm honestly considering getting him and sitting him on my bench just for the run home, hoping that he hits his straps and he becomes that 700K player again. Cam Murray's too talented to trade out for 540K and to get a guy like Hylam Lukey. That's that's yep. just it for me. I would I like Lukey. I like Hudson. I think I'd find somebody else. You've got six second rowers. 
Yeah. Uh, I, I initially was disagreeing with you last week and I was thinking that Cam Murray might be a sell, but you made a really good point around the fact that like you, you bought him at top dollar. I'm assuming you got Cam Murray at 760K or whatever it was when he first started and you've had to cop all these shit scores. You may as well just keep him. The Rabbitohs have a really nice run through origin as well. I mean, yes, he will miss 13, 16 and 19, but you can afford to hold a couple of origin players. So you don't need to have 25 active players through this period. So I don't I, I would hold him now if I had him as well. Yeah, and it was more of a bit of a gut that I wasn't super high on Cam Murray to start the year because I just thought he was a little bit too much money. But 550k Cam Murray or whatever it is, if you told me that at the start of the year, I would think you're absolutely bonkers. And the more I say it, the more I'm like, why aren't I just stashing this guy for 540k and playing him every game that he plays? Yep. Um, Sonic, Sonicy is asking, uh, straight trade Khan Pereira to Alex Johnston. Is there enough upside there? I think you're getting the same player, both in really good. I think you're getting the same player. You're basically trading Khan Pereira for an older Khan Pereira. Khan Pereira is the second highest scorer. And I can't, like, I know everybody thinks of him as a 200K cheapie that's 540K, but he's got like a break even of like 20. He's 530K. He just keeps, he's come off two doubles in a row. Yeah, I would, I actually probably prefer, I'm going to, I'm probably a Manu keeper at this stage, but I think you can find somebody else to trade for AJ. He's cost you 200K, play Khan Pereira on matchups. Um, I think I said the other week, and yeah, maybe I'm really lucky because everybody's super frustrated with Khan Pereira, but I've actually played him and I reckon he's averaged early 70s in every game that I've played him on average. Um, yeah, just make sure, have a look. Um, we use Arsene Dragon stats as to whether that wing scores well against the other team, and there's a really good defensive winger on that side. Um, and using that logic, I have, yeah, feel like I've found a bit of a pattern with AKP. I'm going to be doing the same with AJ, but I've been a bit disappointed in AJ since I've owned him. Yeah, they keep going right a lot, don't they? Love going right. Love going to Campbell Graham, Tane Milne side. So, I mean, look, it's the, it's going to switch eventually. I know teams are going to start to cotton on to the way that they're playing, and then they'll just go to left, their best edge. Um, so, I'm yeah. not I'm not overly worried about AJ. He, he's going to come good eventually. Would you trade um, out Carpera for him? I don't think I would. No, no, I don't think I would. I mean, I did that move about three weeks ago. So, um, yeah. if I had AKP, I'd ride the wave, and. Um, yeah, I don't know whether I would. I'd find another if way. If Camperera like had a break-even of 111, yes, I would. But he's got a break-even of 22. Yeah, yeah well said. Um, Steve can't trust Lukey with Peyton. Yeah, look, I mean, look, there's a risk there with Todd Peyton. He changes his forward rotation every single week. At the moment, though, there's no sign of Luciano Leilua. We know Nanai is bound to come back, but that means Koshevsky will drop out. There's no way that Koshevsky starts over Highland Luki. And I don't think that Lolo will impact edge minutes. So, and from what we saw from Highland Luki, we knew this is what he was capable of. Such a good player. I'm such a big fan. I'm really high on him. Uh, I feel like he will hold a starting edge role for the rest of the year, Highland Luki. And I know there's risk there, but I think Leilua, they might even play him off the bench. They might play him through the middle of the field. Um, he's got a bit of versatility there, Leilua. So if he does come back, that might be the play. Break even of 14. Yeah, I know. Like, you don't actually have too much to lose. If you're sitting there with 23 trades, then yes, I understand it. But if you're sitting in a really good spot with 26 or 27 trades or even more going into this week, 
with a break even of 14, either you're going to make money, you're going to get a good round 13 number. Yeah, like maybe Hylam Luki isn't a keeper. Are you really looking for a keeper for 500K? If you're looking for a keeper, trade in Cam Murray for 30K more. Yep. Um, Troy would like to get Ponga this week. Doesn't have enough <laughs> trades for luxuries. I think we just need to remember that Ponga, good chance he plays Origin and then also will miss round 14. So you're going to get Ponga for round 12 and then you're going to have two games where he's not going to play for you. He'll be back round 15, then he'll miss 16. So he'll play like one game in four weeks. Yeah, and like what I said with Cam Murray, and I was going on that rant when you when you brought it up about stashing him, you have six second rowers. You only have two guys. If Pongas, you know, gets rested after origin and you have deal bags, you don't have you get an AE for round fourteen, and that's not worth grabbing Ponga. Yep. Yep. I'm with you on that one. Last question here before we get into the second half of the game. So I'm going to Taruva. So Mark's saying Taruva to AJ this week. Feels like that side against the Eels' right side defense is good for a couple of meaties, and I completely agree. I love the para matchup. Any single time I'm taking like an edge, edge second rower or a winger or anything, I'm playing him against para because we know that there's some points on both edges. Yeah, and Tarufa's kind of looked really good, but AJ's just that quality of talent that I prefer that over an AKP trade. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, Luke, we'll cover Harrison Edwards very soon, mate. Uh, moving into Cowboys Tigers, Talmalolo about a week away. No side of Luciano Leilua. Still another two weeks left for Nanai as well. So he's out for two more weeks with suspension. Um, so you won't get him for round 13. Uh, no changes for the Tigers for the second week in a row. This is very foreign territory for me. Used, used to reading out half a team sheet about the Tigers, but not really anybody super, super coach relevant. In this side, I guess, aside from Isaiah Papali'i, who I'm watching very closely for round 14. How about yourself? Yeah, I'm looking at the, I suppose, the West Tigers forward pack for round 14, uh, whether it's somebody like Clemmer, who I don't think will make an origin team, whether it's somebody like IPAP, who we just know is quality. I really liked what I saw from IPAP this week um, because I've been disappointed all year. I probably need to see it next week, or this week as well. So, Yeah, and then he'll have a break round 13. Um, Tigers don't play 13, but then they play 16, 19. So he's a really good round 14 pickup, I think. Yep. So Tigers will start to come into the conversation when we're talking round 14. And we might need to add players to field a whole team in round 14. So Yeah, that's going to be a, a trap round for a lot of people that have gone real heavy on Eels, Manly, Knights players, as we've mentioned a couple of weeks. And also for, for anybody who missed the buy planner episode, make sure to go on back and check it out. I think it was a few videos ago now, but we did one a couple of weeks ago now. Well, last week um, on yep. uh, how to manage the buy period from around 12 to 20. So still very relevant. Go and check it I out. I still think that's our best work. So yeah, agreed. Definitely. Um, Storm and Dolphins. The only disappointment really here is Valence Tavare not being named, which means I owe you another four pack of Bolter. So just add it to my tab. Yeah, cool. I can't wait for that ute to turn up full of all the Bolter that you're going to owe me because you're going to be a bloody right, do you? It's going to be a 40-foot shipping container by the end of the season. (laughs) So that's okay. I'll I'll just make sure I come up and at least drink a couple with you. Yeah, sounds good. Titans Bulldogs, mate. Josh Adokar comes back. We thought he was going to be back last week, but obviously had another week. Dr. Fox got it wrong, as uh, Phil Gould likes to say. So uh, Josh Adokar should be back this week, though. Very close last week. Just missed it. So good to see him. But I guess the big talking point here is that Carlo Luapu is starting for the first time. Josh Reynolds back to the bench. We knew it was a matter of time. It's good to see them get a crack, though. 
Yeah, I'm excited to see. Um, look, he's probably still only going to play, you know, maybe a 50, 60 minute role with uh, with Renault lurking there. But maybe Renault plays a, plays a bit of middle, which is again another concern um, when it comes to our boy Harrison Edwards as well. Um, but he did get named 13 again. Um, there's no Pele in the lineup. Yeah, look, I'm excited to see Oluapu hopefully step up. But, you know, coming off 25s and things like that, he's not an ad yet. No. Yeah, hold fire there. Especially with the buy lurking. Yep, spot on. Um, lastly, Sea Eagles Raiders, both these teams play around 13. So a bit of relevance here when we're talking super coach, buy planning, etc. Tom Starling coming into the team. Danny Levi coming back from that broken jaw as well. So Tom Starling oh. starts... That was a pretty gruesome broken jaw, oh, wasn't it? It was not nice at all. I think it was a double break, wasn't it? So uh, through the middle of the jaw and then through the edge. So definitely not not nice. But good to see him back. Um, yeah. Super coach wise, though, not so much Gerbo. He's back, um, but he's back earlier than than presumed. So he only missed two weeks. So it's good to see yeah. him back. He might come back into contention now for New South Wales, depending on how he goes this week. It'll be very interesting. You can't have a semi-fit Gerbo not playing Origin. Yeah, no, if he if he's good to go, I think at least Freddie makes the call and says, hey, mate, are you ready? Um, you know, if you're not 100%, you know, we'll get you in for game two. But, yeah, I think that that conversation will happen. Yep, spot on. Um, What else have we got? got Schuster. Schuster's back. Yeah, Gerbo and Schuster back in um, earlier than I expected. Uh, Kelma and Aloyai out. It, I believe Kelma Tuolagi's out for six weeks. Yeah, I think they're both out for a while because Aloyai dislocated shoulder, so that's going to be a bit of time for him. Yeah. Um, any super coach relevance that sort of comes into this is Burbo named um, on the edge there. Um, I think he's got a minus three break even and plays round 13 and is bottom dollar. Is Burbo somebody that you'd look at? Honestly, not this week. I, I mean, he's got a minus three break even, I think it is. So, like, it's – yes, he'll make a bit of cash starting on an edge. I, I'm a big fan of Burbo. I think he's a good player. I, I just feel like there's other moves I want to make this week that are a little bit more of a priority in terms of break even and points. But Burbo could be a genuine option for round 13 next week. The only reason, and I said to you this before we went live, is I'm really cautious about adding too many Manly and Knights players around my Eels players for round 14. That's probably the only reason I'm holding back because I – I, I will be pretty skint coming into round 14. I think it might be a little bit of a challenge for me to – I think I've got 18 maybe active players that week, so I'll need to be pretty careful. Yeah, so I'm not. Um, so it's something I'm considering. If And it's not even a cash grab or anything like that. I think my trades will net me about 300K this week in the bank. It's just – we were talking about it off air, about how useful – Braden Willie Army has been for me this year. He's slopped from from second row back to centre wing, um, probably find his way back in second row. Like, am I overthinking it if I can get a guy with a negative break even that's pretty good at footy um, that I can just add? I like a second rower that plays in centre wing more than a centre wing that plays in the second row. I'm just wondering if I'm overthinking it and it's probably worth a trade at least for around 13 number. Um, I can just straight swap Willie Army. I think he drops out of the team. I hope he doesn't become an AE nightmare, which I hate. Like he did become an AE nightmare last year through this Troy, period. Mate, yeah. And that's pro- Steve makes a good point. That's something yeah. you've got to consider there oh, because he? he's oh, so – Sorry, I didn't read that. He's, 
No, but I mean, he's so versatile, it kind of goes against him. You know, he's a Tyrone Peachy yeah. kind of mold player where you can play him in the centers, you can play him in the edge, you can play him as a utility off the bench. Like he can cover so many positions that it's actually a downfall for him, super coach wise. So whilst the duel might be nice, it might bite you in the ass with him coming on the off the bench, getting 15 minutes and scoring you 11, um, ruining your loop for that week. So worth a consider. Yeah, maybe hopefully. Um you know, Valia does an ankle or something and Williami gets a run because uh, now was about the time period that he should be back from his injury. I just think Valia's probably earned that spot. Yeah, I, I think Valia will have it. Um, thank Diggs, how are you, man? Thanks for hopping on. Um, Ola Kawatu, I guess, is the last question, Matty. Yeah. You're, a, you're an Ola Kawatu fan. He, you've been watching him pretty closely. I had him nearly all last year. He was so good for me. But obviously, well, Origin I, is looming. I got him last year, probably at the wrong time. I paid the premium after Origin, and that's sort of where he went to water a little bit, started punching out some 40s and things like that. We know he is a little bit reliant on those attacking stats. But if he's not selected for Origin, just remember, like, we're talking about Matto. We're talking about Olokawatu. We're talking about Hudson Young. Um, you know, maybe they just added that butcher or, or somebody like that in there. All these guys can't get selected. So, yeah, I'm throwing Ola Kuatu on my watch list. If I was selecting the team, he would be there. He's not. If he's not there, he's selected in my team. Yep. I understand why you would. Um, I'm definitely going to be very cautious and watch next week to see. Obviously, I think, is it uh, Sunday night or Monday they announce Origin squads? Yep. So keep an eye out for that. You don't need to make moves this week. And I mean, but there's some obvious moves this week that you can make that don't have any origin implications. So yeah, um, any any kind of touch and go origin players probably pass. Wait, wait a week. There's yeah, no and as somebody that went Hudson Young, what was it a week or so ago? I'm a bit nervous. I actually didn't really believe the hype that he would get selected, even though you know, watching him, he's got that attacking upside that I really like in a second rower. But yeah, I. I know he's up for consideration too, and it'll be devastating for my team if he gets selected. So don't make that mistake with probably Hudson Young this week, Ola Kawatu this week, Ryan Madison this week. Yeah, all those blokes. A few more questions about Manu. We'll cover that very soon. Karaz, uh, definitely an option now. We're starting to look at him, I guess, around 14 will probably be the play considering yeah. they play the two major buys after that. Um, if you're good, If you're good for 13, maybe he's a play this week. Maybe you pick up Karaz this week. You just stash him. You know that he's going to miss 13. But if you've got numbers for it, I, I'm a big Karaz fan, as are you. And I think that from what we've seen from him, he's a top four center wing this year. So you can definitely do much worse going early on him. Might be a bit of a play this week. Who knows? Yeah. And, you know, they've got to, you know, teams have to worry about Adokar at one end and Karaz on the other. There won't be so much, um, I suppose, focus on him. Um, you know, he could get some he could get some more kick meters. You know, when you go to him, he's like a second rower running back there. Um, and we know he's got 150 in him. Like he just might not leak cash. There is that you know, there is that chance. Uh let's cover the JMK versus Robson debate, I guess, because everybody's looking for the guy that people can go from Harry Grant down to and uh, that will cover them through the buy period. And I guess there's a couple of different ways to look at this. Reese Robson with the Cowboys, he, he'll play around 13 and 16. So they're only one of four teams in the competition that will play the first two major buys. And also the benefit with the Cowboys cover is that they're the only team on the buy in round 15. So you don't get caught out at any other point throughout the origin period. The same applies for the Dolphins, though. They play around 13 and 19. And 
I'm just trying to work out when their buy is, but I'm certain they've got a buy in the middle of origin somewhere. No, yeah. they, so they miss round 16 and then 21. So I guess Robson and JMK are both going to play the same amount of games through that 13 to 20 period. They're both going to miss one. Um, but the difference, I guess, is that Cowboys miss 19, Dolphins miss 16. So maybe the play could be if you've got trades up your sleeve, you could go Robson to start. And then once we get past round 16, you could pick up JMK round 17 to take you through the rest of it. Yeah, look, I've already got Robson, so it's not so much a concern for me. But JMK is somebody that I'm looking at. And I just worry that if you're sitting there with somebody like Reed Marnie, um, that maybe it is a little bit sideways or at least sideways for the money that you're spending. I think Reed Marnie is covering his, I suppose, monetary value. And I suppose it's how you use that extra 150K. Like if it's the difference between Andrew Davey and Ryan Madison, like you could probably spend that money in your second row and just sit there on Reed Marnie and save that that money. But if you're sitting there with Sonny Luke or you're sitting there with Harry Grant, I'd probably like JMK over Robson. Uh, Robson's been a bit mid all year. Um, look, maybe he takes control a bit more of the game over this over this origin period with Val and some blokes like that out. But I like JMK. Uh, he's the better player, but you're paying a premium for him. I just wonder if the 150K difference between, say, Amani and a Robson to JMK, where are you spending that 150K? Like if it's the difference between DeBallon and Stefano or like, you know, there's some of the comparisons as to where I don't think there's as big of a gap between some of these mid guys and JMK. Yeah, when you look at JMK scores, JMK scores better than Robson this year. So in terms of priority, if the cash isn't an issue, you want to spend up. Or, I mean, I think Harry Grant to JMK is pretty sideways now in terms of cash. So you could do that. But you're right. You've got to think about what you're going to do with the extra 120, 130K between Robson and JMK. So I'm, I'm looking at Robson next week. That's mm-hmm. who I'm going to look at just purely because he plays the first two major buys and the round 15 won't affect me. I'll reassess after round 16. Uh, I'll look at round 17 and how my team looks. I'm the same. I've, I've got Reed Marnie as well, and I've got Sonny Luke. So I'm ideally looking at going Sonny Luke up to Robson next week. Um, but JMK, if you're looking at points and you don't care about how much you spend, I'd pick him over Robson. Yeah, agree. JMK is the best option. Um, I think he's... The best player this year out of those blokes. It's just, yeah, like where are you spending that money? Where are you getting it from? Is it going to cost you two trades where I don't think it's worth it? I think that there is a world where Robson just scores as many as JMK through this period as well. Um, You know, Steve's mentioned that JMK gets a lot of his points through attacking stats, whereas, uh, whereas Robson gets it through, you know, that base. Robson's safe as houses every week, so... Uh, Jackson is asking, should he grab his cousin now or he's most likely peaked? Yep. Grab your so cousin, bro. Joe, Joey Tarpany. Um, I feel like he'll be almost a must very soon. If not now, um, he's starting to ramp up a little bit. You can tell, uh, he's wanting to get a bit more involved. Minutes aren't necessarily there, but I feel like they're not far away. So I reckon grab yeah. him now. Probably won't get selected for Origin, so he's in my lineup for round 13. So, yeah, he definitely won't be. Um, 
All right, let's move into top 10 board. A few of we've already talked about, but I guess, you know, the one question that keeps coming up throughout this chat is Billy Smith versus Harrison Edwards. Now, if you're not in a position to grab both and you had to pick one, who's your choice? Billy Smith. You want to talk through why? Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. He's just come off, I think it was an 80 and a 90, um, two weeks in a row without scoring a try. Uh, You pointed that out to me. And Harrison Edwards... It's more, it's probably more about the red flags I have with Harrison Edwards more than why I'm getting Billy Smith. They love him. Uh, He's looked fantastic. He's actually scored these, what have the Roosters been, minus 48 their last 160 minutes, and he's coming off an 80 or a 90. Like what more do you need to see for a guy that you're paying 289K for? Uh, Harrison Edwards is you know, has a really good break even this week. And I think that he's somebody that's probably not going to be an AE nightmare, but I think there's a chance he drops out of the team in the coming weeks, maybe in the next couple weeks. And then you're sitting there with a Davi Moali or a Isaac Fa'asul Malahi. Um, and what do you nuff him? Like, is it worth two trades, the money that he's going to make? He's already 290K. He already made 90K last week. If you were smart enough to get on last week, Great, great move. I just, I just don't know whether I want to pay 300K for him, knowing that I, I had a look at the um, – and this is worth its weight in gold, mind you. Uh, NRL Physio's Patreon $5 a month thing where he does a casualty ward of every single injured player from every team. And I had a quick look at it. Just wanted to, out of curiosity, have a look at the Bulldogs' injuries. There are actually not many players left injured. I think um, Luke Thompson is probably the one the, with the Liz Frank injury that's going to be back in the next four weeks. And obviously he'll likely be the one playing in the middle of the field. He'll play at lock or TPJ might move back to lock. Um, I, I don't know how many middle minutes there are at the moment. Yeah. He probably might get maybe two to three weeks of cash cash gen. But again, you're spot on when you say that you're going to have to trade him out eventually. Uh, is, and yeah. also remember the Bulldogs aren't playing the first buy. Is he going to be there by round 16? That's the yep. question you need to ask yourself. Then you could end up with a dead rookie that's sitting 16 and 19 where you would have used him. And now you've got to trade him out for 100, 150, 200K, whatever he makes. So where the liar for me is, if you have less than 25 trades this week, are you going to have enough trades to ever cash these guys out? Or are you going to be sitting there with a 400K Harrison Edwards sitting on your team at the end of the year, which certainly is something I don't want to end with. I want a 200K enough sitting there. And um, 
you know, Tarpany and if Jack DeBallon's the guy, if Payne Hass is the guy, yeah, that's what I want. I don't want a mid guy there uh, that I can't waste the trade on for the sake of 200K or 110K. I think Payne Haas is the guy, first of all. Yeah. He's your front row forward one. You'll probably want him come round 20. Um, but yeah, you've got to think about who your front row forward two is. And then also, do you want like oh, a million bucks on your bench in front row? No, you, you probably want a guy like a Christian Welch kind of guy that you can you play on matchups or that you can play if you're short on a buy or something like that at the back end of the yeah. season. But um, then you're going to want enough. You want a 200K enough as your fourth front rower, I reckon, this year yeah. once once the buys are finished. So I don't know whether Harrison Edwards is the option for me. I'm going to pick Billy Smith as well. He's in he's in my team this week. And what you mentioned about the lack of scoring, I mean, he's only had a line break a game. Two line breaks are 20 points. Uh, he's only had one try assist. And then any other attacking stats are all kind of base and power. Like 150-odd points he scored in last the last two weeks. And I think... 35 or 40 of them have been attacking stats. So you're looking at a guy that's got pretty good base, makes a lot of tackles, gets himself involved, makes a lot of tough runs out of his own end. Um, So the base is there for Billy Smith for me to jump on this week. And minus 62 break even as well. Like that's free money. Yeah. New Brown's the other guy that I was thinking of that um, has to come back into this team that's been starting at 13 as well. So you've got New Brown, um, you've got Luke Thompson, is he like their third or fourth option at, you know, if he's the Bulldogs third or fourth option, is he going to be your third or fourth option? You can pick anyone from any team. They can only pick out of their top 30. What are you going to do? Yeah. Yep. Agreed. Um, hopefully I haven't jinxed him. Crazy praying mantis reckon sub 50 for Billy Smith now. Thanks mate. Appreciate putting that out in the universe. <laughs> yeah. I actually, I actually read that and thought that he was talking about Brandon Smith and I was like, that's super coach relevant. <laughs> Yeah, Brandon Smith, not anymore as he looks a bit unfit at the moment. Yeah. Uh, so they're yeah, the looks, first. Looks a bit like me. <laughs> top two most bought. Uh, Valence Tavare, when I did these stats, was third most bought. I, I don't think that's the case anymore, considering he wasn't named. Uh, everybody who went early, though, you just got to hold now, don't you? You've made your bed. You've got to lie in it by going early. Yep. Yep. I did the same with Willie Army. He's just sitting there. Look, he's just sitting there. You get, the, you get seven of these center wings. Just leave him there. If there's an injury, he'll get a game, might score well again. Yeah, and he should get a game eventually. I mean, I don't see the um, – uh, I had a mind blank. I don't see – I mean, the Dolphins are going to compete throughout the year, yeah. but I can guarantee you Brinko Lee goes down again injured. Yeah. And yeah. also, and Ewan like, Aitken's injured, isn't he? Yeah, Ewan Aitken's injured. That's actually what I was most worried about when you said, I thought Brinko Lee's a bit of Wayne – Bennett's love child. They love him up at the. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What a place. Have you been to the up there? I know you're kind of around that area. Um, yeah, no, I did go to the, um, you know, Branko Lee and Wayne Bennett were cuddling and drinking Forex golds. It was good. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, fourth and fifth most bought, Ruben Garrick, 576K. He's got a five break even. He's bottomed out. So that's a good pickup this week, considering he'll play round 13. Uh, and yep. obviously, depending on what ter- what's happening with Turbo, there's a good chance Garrick might play fullback in round yep. 13. So that's a nice get. Uh, Tarpany is fifth most bought. 58 break even, 619K. That's a good price to get him at. So I agree with both of those. Number six, Kalen Ponga, 484K with a 20 break even. Coming into Origin, I don't know whether I love this pick this week. Cam Murray's good enough for me to stash. Kalen Ponga isn't. 
Um, Kalen Pong is also a guy that will probably play Origin and probably has a 20 in him. If it was minus 60 break even, hell yes, I would be on him uh, for his cash generation and I would take the risk. But 20 break even probably, you know, could score 33 this week and you're just going to be disappointed. And then he gets named in the Origin team, plays, what, two times over five weeks, waste of time. Yeah. Um, just doubling back on Valence Tavare very quickly, Steve's mentioned that if, if Aitken's in major doubt and comes out at the last minute, Tavare is obvi- he's on the extended bench. He could come in. So definitely if you've if you've gone early, just hold and like we said, just enjoy yeah. that. But uh, yeah, and if he gets is... to his third game, then you pick him up. Yeah. You do not go early yeah. on this guy considering. And it is possible, but yeah, you're not adding him for it. If you've got him, then fantastic. That's it. Like, yeah, you don't add him. I suppose he's better than enough. But are you really nothing round 11? You're probably not playing the same game we are. No, you can't be nothing this early. And I think um, a couple of questions around nothing and and kind of I want a guy that plays round 13 and, and all that kind of stuff. But I think that we need to be looking at nuffs from round 19, 20. I think it's way too early. With the buy every single week, maybe last year or in previous years, you could have nuffed early. But I think this year you just need as many active players as possible to cover all of the buys, um, all the weekly buys. Excuse me. So yeah. I think, um, yeah, I'd, I'd hold off nothing. Uh, Jermaine never Hopwood, a fan of nothing early, even even in the old days. It's even more prevalent this year. Yeah, cash gen still important even through the middle of the season. So um, eighth, ninth, and tenth we've mentioned in in passing throughout this episode. Jermaine Hopgood eighth most bought. Jeremy Marshall King ninth most bought. Payne Haas tenth most bought. The Payne Haas one is interesting, considering everybody knows he'll be playing Origin. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's the best front rower. So if your numbers are good for the Origin, the major buy rounds, most people have been looking at it by now. Payne Haas, if you're if you're weak up front, just plug and just hold him for the year. Yeah, it's better sitting there than Davy Moali if you're sitting there with that much money on the bench. But yeah, I just really find a way to find that extra 600k difference. Now, what are your thoughts on the seventh most bought player, Hylam Lukey? Um, We spoke about him last week, and uh, we spoke about him on Sunday. Now, I guess the main question around Hylam Lukey is job security and how long he's going to get. 60 plus minutes on an edge and there has been a little bit of concern around Todd Payton's forward rotation and with Taumalolo coming back with Luciano Leilua kind of lurking around we're not quite sure what's going on with his court case and all those kinds of things um they've still got Jeremiah Nanai to come back there, there are job concerns or job security concerns but what what are your thoughts on Hylam Luki is he somebody that you'd look at this week he is somebody that I'd look at this week I do really like it I think I'm in a position where I need to save trades and I'm not sure it's hit out of the park. But when I look at the Cowboys through the buy period, which you're probably the expert through the buy period, and you're looking at Adam adding Hylam Lukey, I think that with his 10 break even, um, he's obviously an absolute talent. He's got that attacking upside and he could just base 50 every week, I think. Um, Yeah, I think it's almost a no-brainer if you have the trade. Like maybe a Hosking to him. I think Billy Smith is probably more of a priority uh, of adding this week. But, yeah, maybe it's a luxury trade. But, you know, Hosking could leak cash this week. He's playing against the Broncos. The Broncos are good. I know I'm a little biased. But I really like the Highland Luke he had this week. Yeah. I'm, I mean, and don't get me wrong there. I don't trust Todd Payton either. Not, not even close. Uh, but... Tamalolo plays in the middle. 
We know he's going to play at lock. He's not going to shift to an edge. I feel like Luki, we've got Luki, Nanai, Gashevsky, uh, and Luciano Leilua that will probably rotate through an edge at some point. Does Hylam Luki need 80 minutes to go into my team? No. If he needed 80 minutes to be in my team and I, I needed to see 80 minutes on the field from him, I probably wouldn't add him, to be honest. But I think I'm confident, looking at their rotation, looking at their bench, that he'll get 60-plus. And if he gets 60 minutes, he's good enough to be in my team with the attacking upside and also with the fact he covers around 13 and 16. And he's so much better than Gash- Jack Gashewski. So yeah. much better. Like, leaps and bounds. And it's 500K, like, like, yeah. This guy got Rookie of the Year for the Cowboys, but we know how how highly they think of him. The only reason he hasn't seen major minutes and massive time is because of the injury, the ACL that he did last year, meant that Nanai obviously was the one that got the spotlight last year. But that could have easily been Hylam Lukey last year. We could have been talking yeah. about how how well Hylam Lukey did last year instead of Jeremiah Nanai. I'm adding him now. Get him in. I've I've already added him. I added him on Monday morning. Um, Top 10 sold. Let's talk about them. Joey Manu, big one. And, and the most questions in the chat tonight, which is why we've saved it to now, because every, everyone's jumping off. Uh, I haven't actually checked their up-to-date stats as of right now. Actually, I'll do it right now. It'll only take me two seconds. 8,330 people have traded him out. So nearly 12% of trades are Joey Manu out this week, and I assume it's Joey Manu down to Billy Smith. Uh, what are your thoughts on Manu? Do you hold or, or do you yep. sell? Yeah, he's now a dual-position player. I hold him. Looks not to be too serious. I think it's a bit of a media beat up. I value the opinion of someone like the NRL physio more. And he seems to think from the injury, he should be available to play round 14, which is when you want your Roosters players to fire. Genuine captain option in that week. He's been a genuine captain option almost every week since I've got him. And he's just a really good footballer where in a good team, I know they haven't been so good the last couple of weeks, but maybe they get a rocket up, you know, through Tedesco and all those blokes coming in to Origin playing really good footy again. There's too much talent on that team for him not to score well every week, whether it's in the centres or whether it's at 5'8". His 83 break even is something that he could cover on any given night against any team. And I don't need him this week. So and let's also, just sit him on the bench. What else yeah, are you going to do with 600K? Yeah, I think most people have stacked center wing with four guns anyway. I mean, and also then Billy Smith's playable this week. They're they're yep. playing the dra- they're playing the dragons. Yep. Like that could be anything. So yep. whilst I'm upset that Manu misses that really nice dragons matchup, uh he he is a hold for me. And let me tell you why. Because uh everything that you mentioned spot on, but also uh NRL physios talked about average length of this kind of low ankle sprain injury and how long players have missed uh, due to a similar sprain. So Taruva didn't even miss a week. So Taruva had a very similar one, looked like he'd been snipered. Uh, he, he trained throughout the week and he played the next weekend. And it looked like he nearly had his whole leg blown off the way that he reacted to it. So the, uh, they're always talking about Barker's worse than the bite with this injury. Taruva missed, or it took him a week to recover. Liam Martin did two lateral ligaments, completely tore them and was out for one week. Philip Sammy missed six weeks, but that was a complete tear in surgery. Uh, Kobe Hetherington missed one week in 2021. Tarpany missed two weeks in 2021. Tedesco completely tore his in 2017 and only missed three weeks. Nathan Cleary had a really high grade one in 2019 and missed three and a half weeks. 
And then the rest of them are one week. Benji Marshall, 2018, one week. Leilua, 2020, one week. Yeah, uh, Benji Cronk, Marshall was about 47 back then. Exactly. Cooper Cronk missed five days. Uh, Blake Austin, one week. Josh Dugan, one week. Uh, Frizzell, really bad sprain, one week. James Roberts, who, I, I mean, he's held together by bloody paper mache. He missed two weeks. Like, when we're looking at all of the history from these injuries, there's probably 80% of these guys that I've just mentioned over the last five years with exactly the same injury that missed two weeks or less. And if considering the hold- Roosters have the buy in round 13, he'll play round 14. If you hold him one week and it looks like he's out for four weeks or whatever, ask. Um, surely you have somebody else you can trade other than Joey Manu this week for Billy Smith. Like you can legit trade anybody. He's 280k. And I think people like, are trading Jared Croker looking at top 10 sold. So yeah. you, people have Croker, people have Alamotti. Uh, people have, oh. Oh, he's also the fifth most sold. People have, uh, I mean, they've still got AKP. I mean, if you really need to go down that road, go AKP down. Yeah, I, yeah, I prefer the. I love the idea of keeping AKP, but I prefer that over Joey Manu, hundred yep. percent. Yeah, if that's your only option for sure. So there's many other yep. options. Um, if you've got seven players there. You've got more options than this. Yeah. So he's most sold, but I would suggest people hold if they're listening, because um, I would be very confident in saying he'll be back round fourteen, and also we'll be playing fullback in round sixteen. Surely, surely yep. he plays fullback round sixteen when Teddy's in Origin camp. Does Teddy back up round seventeen? Who knows? Considering how he's been going this year, uh, it could be it could be anything. Uh, Zach Hosking on- second most sold. We've been pretty open about the fact that we'd move him on. Yep. Uh, I actually thought that we made more money out of him. I got on at like four hundred and sixty k, and he's sitting there at five forty seven. Been a bit of a plotter, but got those points. Nearly nearly hit six hundred k there for a week, and I decided to hold. You know what? It cost me forty k. I'm not too disappointed. But also, you're getting half decent scores from him. He hasn't been bad. Yeah. He scores you fifty yeah. to seventy every single week. So, and that's without any tries or any attacking stats, really. So he's done. He's done a job. Made about sixty k, seventy k from him. I don't actually hate keeping Hosking this week. He like he, like we said, he scores fifty to seventy every week. He's got a break even of seventy four. Um, I think I'll be looking to trade him. But yeah, I don't hate the the hold. I think it's a bit of a luxury in terms of people going to Lukey or going down via Jules to Billy Smith or whoever it be, or go, a lot of people are trading Hosking to Harrison Edwards as well. Um, yep. I am in the sell boat. I'm selling him, but yep. okay, not, cool. a, not a big concern. Uh, Chance Nickel Klockstad, third most sold. They're on the buy this week, the Warriors. He's got a 77 break even, 529K. I mean, you held him up until now. I'm sure people held him through that time where he, he missed a couple of weeks through the Warriors, yep. uh, and now the Warriors have a buy. You want you got him for next week. So yep. I don't see a point in selling him. I'm definitely not selling him this week. As an owner, um, I'm riding the wave. He can get 90 in a week. He can get 100 in a week. He's been looking fantastic. Yep. Yeah, you've been really high on chance as well. So I I, yep. I completely understand that one. I, I'd, I'd hold for sure. I mean, I'm holding Warriors players like Torhu and that this week, and a little bit of a different conversation, Torhu versus C&K, but I think they're both Chances sort of. Chance is sort of one of those blokes that I really wanted to add because I really liked him. And then I thought that the Warriors weren't going to be very good and then didn't add him. And then, yeah, rectified my mistake in about round three or four. I can see myself finishing with him being my fifth or sixth center wing this year. Yep. Tommy Turbo, fourth most sold, 53 break even. Don't say, I don't, I don't get it at all. Why, why would you hold him all the way up to now? 
Like, I just hold him another week. I don't understand the holding him to now, but yeah, you do probably yeah. hold him another week. He could not get selected for Origin. Like, Correct. There is, there is a world where that happens. That's exactly my point. Is that he, what if he doesn't get picked for Origin next week? With every chance he doesn't. Like, surely common sense prevails and you're picking guys that are in form at centre. Campbell Graham, it'll be either Campbell Graham or, to- or Turbo, considering Latrell's the other centre. Yeah. So hold him. He might not get named and he might play around 13 for you. Could be It could yeah. be very nice. Um, we talked about Alamotti already. James Tedesco also is the sixth most sold this week, 82 break even. Uh, yet I remind people that they're playing the Dragons this week. Like, I feel like if there's ever going to be a bounce back for James Tedesco, this could be the game that he has that bounce back. Yeah, we know he's capable of a big 150 plus, and he hasn't looked anywhere near scoring that kind of points this year. But I feel like you may as well hold him this week. I don't know who you're going to this week if if you're trading out Tedesco. Yeah, like I probably would have traded him out for somebody like Dream Baller or someone coming through, unless you are upgrading to Latrell. It's kind of a kind of a hold at this point. I suppose somebody has to make that list. It's not a massive amount of people trading out Tedesco this week. So And the last four most sold players, Jared Croker, I assume is a Billy Smith trade. So that's I'm I'm okay with yep. that. I'm holding Croker personally oh, because I got him for round thirteen. So I, I want that number for round thirteen. He could be good for me there. Um, Jackson Ford is the eighth most sold, 58 break even. Again, they're on the buy, but you got him for round 13, so I don't love that either. Um, Tyrell Sloan, ninth most sold. Honestly, even though you probably got him for round 13, he's got an 80 break even. He could end up low 300K again in two weeks' time. And he could end up scoring 10 in round 13. Like, Which is why exactly are we adding what... a number when we don't think he's that good? Yeah, agreed. He's one that plays around 13 that I'd be more than happy to sell this week if I still had him. But I luckily didn't go there. You did, but you bailed pretty quick. So yeah, uh, I think you've got to make that decision. Either you hold him or I'd probably just bail. And, you know, if you can go to Billy Smith this week, big win. Again, yeah, could have seen him worth 300K. Got rid of him because I thought of all the ways that I could spend 150K. That would be the difference between Reed Marnie and JMK if it comes up. So there you go. And then the 10th most sold is Zaya Katoa. Uh, no, uh, I mean, they got the storm this week, but 393K, 26 break even. Looks, He's been okay. He's going to be my ticket to be able to play with my halfback 5-8 duel for my trade next week, yep. which I'll talk about very soon. So I'm going to yeah, hold cool. him for that number for round 13 too. Um, we're gonna, we'll cover the, the live questions very soon, but we had a couple of questions on Twitter and Facebook and stuff throughout the week. And, uh, Eddie the Cat on Twitter asked us, is Hammer a sell? And I saw this one come up a couple of times in here. Um, given there's a good chance Hammer might play Origin, is he a yep. sell? Yep. Um, so the next question, I guess, then becomes who plays fullback while he's in Origin camp? Good question. I'd say Jermaine Asako good. probably plays fullback. Yeah, probably. Or Which, I actually don't like I actually don't like it for his super coach point. We know Tessie New wants to play fullback. Maybe Jermaine Asako's just at this point in his career, just okay to play on the wing. And they put Tessie New back and, you know, maybe play, give Valence Tavare a run at, at center. Yeah, I kind of like it. I I don't think it really matters. I don't think I don't think Tessie New is super coach relevant. And I don't think unless you already own Asako, you're ever going to buy him through this period. So, yeah. 
Uh, I think the reason is coming from a, there's a fair bit of word that Dane Gagai has lost his origin spot and Hammer has that centre position this year. So that, it'd be yeah. interesting to see what teams look like next week. Um, yep. Brett Ryan asked us on Facebook, is Karaz now an option? Could bring Ma- or could go Manu to Karaz? Uh, it also has Croker. Do we hold Croker for another week? So a bit of a two-part question. I, th- I, th- I think for five... Sorry, is there a bit of lag there? I think for 500k, I would, I wouldn't move Manu. We've been very vocal, but I think that there's other blokes that you can move, like Cam Pereira to Caraz with that base is a much safer option. Like if you own him, Will Warbrick to Caraz, much safer option. Um, if you have the numbers for round 13, I actually really like getting Caraz. Yep, I'm on board for that. I think that could be a good play. Um, so let's, let's tackle some live questions. Troy is or selling Warbrick for Billy Smith. I like that. Uh, Melissa Hansen's asked how many players should we aim for as a minimum for round 13? 13 for 13 minimum. Um, I'd love to have the luxury of having 14 in case somebody scores really poorly. Yeah. I think, um, if you, if you have 15 or more, you might be stretched in potentially round 14. So you probably need to, it's a fine balancing act, isn't it? I agree with you. I think 13 or 14 is the number for next week. Any more than that, round 14 could be a drama for you. Yep. So um, Steve's keeping Hosking. I mean, we spoke about the fact that we can't really argue with anyone holding him. So um, yep. he's on a good I team. don't hate it. Uh, thoughts on holding near Corey? I think somebody like, Hylam Lukey, for example, is probably a nice little swap over playing the same games over the bye period. We know I love Nia Kore, but I think Jackson Ford's sort of taken the spotlight from him this year. Yep. Uh, Jim Brew is asks, uh, thoughts on Lockie Miller? Yeah, pretty good at football, eh? <laughs> Supercoach uh, perspective, I, I think if I had less issue with round 14, I like Lockie Miller in the center wing. You wouldn't have him at fullback, but I think everybody's loaded up on Eels players. Everyone has Karaz. Sorry, not Karaz. Uh, everybody has Garrick. Uh, everybody has, or most people have Marju. <sighs> I think if you have six or more players from those three teams, you're going to have to reconsider what you're doing in round 14 and probably make a couple of moves there so that you don't get caught short. So if you don't have, if you have five or less, or sorry, four or less players from Manly, Eels, and the Knights, pull the trigger on Lockie Miller. I reckon he's the better version of James Tedesco this year. Yeah. And center wing eligible. I think if you have Lockie Miller, he's definitely a hold through this period. Um, I'm not sure you go out to get him at his price at the moment. Um, Look, maybe he drops a little bit of cash. Um, I think he's got a break even of nearly 100 this week. I probably wait um, and then maybe look after round 14 because – I really like the idea of getting Lockie Miller in, but I think if you don't add him, you don't, you're not adding him this week. If you do have him, yeah, he's definitely a hold through that period because he would be one of those best six players that you have not playing round 14. Yeah. But as a, as a player, though, he's definitely a – I'd, I'd consider him a top four centre wing this year, Lockie Miller. So yeah. I, I think he's a good player. So if you don't have problems with with round 14, I'd, I'd grab him. Uh, last one here, Teddy to Garrick. So, yeah. I mean – I was looking at the matchup this week, like I just mentioned, and I, I re- I'd be reluctant to sell Teddy this week. But Garrick's bottoming out. 
So if this is kind of your only opportunity to get Garrick and you don't have money in the bank or maybe you're low on trades or something, yeah, I'd, I'd pull the trigger on that considering Garrick's going to cover you next week. I've, we say every week that Teddy could, you know, this is the week he gets 100. If there is any opportunity, it's this week, but I probably haven't seen enough. I think if it's going to save you 30K on Garrick, what I don't I haven't looked at what Teddy's break even is, unfortunately. Um, but I think Garrick bottomed out last week at 540k. We're starting to see the rise of him, of course, being 570k or something this week. If you told me at the start of the year I would lock Garrick in at 570k at the start of any year to for a season long keeper. Yeah, I, I paid seven hundred plus for him. And I, you know, so if you can get him at five fifty, keeper for the year. I paid 700 plus and I'm genuinely not disappointed. Yeah, same. Um, Teddy, Teddy's break even's 82 as well. So not terrible, but could cover yeah. it. But again, it could be the week to do it. If, you, if you've already planned your trades like I have for next week and this is part of your big two-week trade plan, just pull the trigger. Just do it. Um, speaking of two-week two week trade yeah. plan, speaking of two-week trade plan, uh, my, so over the next two weeks, I'll plan five trades. Now that'll leave me with 22 from round 14 to 20. Uh, sorry, from round 14 to 20, it'll leave me with about 12 trades across six to seven weeks, which I'm fine with. I shouldn't need to make too many moves throughout the origin period, the way that I've set my team up. So uh, I'm going Hosking out to Highland Lukey this week. I'm going Taruva down to Billy Smith. Those are my two moves this week. Pretty kind of cookie cutter, I guess. I'm passing on Harrison Edwards for the reasons we mentioned at the start of the pod. Just not sure about job security at this stage. And look, David Mowali's not bleeding cash or causing AE issues at the moment for me. So not overly concerned with David Mowali. Um, Did you say Hoskin Lukey? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Hosking out for yeah, Lukey to River out for Gilly Smith. Ah, cool. Yeah, cool. Yeah, follow it. Um, and then, so I'm, I'm holding Manu, like we mentioned. I think when he if he comes back around 14, which I'm pretty confident he does, that he plays 14, 15, 16, 17, and 18. And he'll probably play fullback around 16. So I don't mind that. And also uh, then that'll leave me with 190K in the bank, 25 trades left and a boost. And then next week I will make three trades. I'll go Val Holmes to Jack Bird, Nico Hines to Cody Walker via Katoa, and Sonny Luke up to Reese Robson. So... If you're not sure why I'm trading Nico Hines and you think I'm a bloody madman, go back and check the buy planning episode. We explained it a lot there as to reasons why we're we're moving Nico Hines and not Cleary. Um, you could hold both. There's argument to hold both of those guys and just, you know, at the end of the day, 13, 16, and 19, you get your best 13 scores anyway. So if you can cover that, great. Um, but when you look at Cody Walker's draw and the Rabbitohs draw through the, through the buy period, you're probably going to want a piece of that pie, and I do. So I'm thinking I'll then get Nico back round 18 against the Dragons. So that is that is my, I guess, two-week trade plan. Thoughts? Comments? Am I crazy? Yeah. Yeah, I really like the Cody Walker ad. I am, of course, if we have a look at that buy plan, um, it looking like somebody like Hines is the guy to move. Um, look, I see in the chat, what if Hines doesn't make origin? Of course you're going to keep him. Um, he should be 100% owned if he doesn't make origin. Should make Origin, um, probably the best player in the game at the moment. Um, honestly, hand us the chip right now if you're not selecting Nico Hines. Um, but, yeah, I like Cody Walker. I've probably, yeah, it, obviously it's a big play between blokes like Mitchell Moses, which the masses will probably go to. 
you know what, thinking back at it, I actually think, and looking at the teams that Cody Walker, that's a really good play because I think Cody Walker outscores Mitch Moses then through that period. It's really big play. Yep. Um, Steve, if uh, I mean, maybe we'll quickly touch on it now. The reason I'm moving Hines and not Cleary. So when you look at round 13, he'll, Nico Hines, considering if he plays Origin, misses 13, then has the Broncos and Melbourne round 14 and 15, then misses 16 and misses 17. So he plays th- two games out of the next five rounds from round 13 through to 17 and has two really tough matchups. And I completely agree that he could score 150 against anybody. doesn't matter what the matchup is, but for me, I'm looking at Ken Cody Walker across four weeks. Oh, sorry, four games out of five. Can he score more than high scores in two in really two tough matchups? And for me, I'm thinking I think Cody Walker could score the same, if not more, through that period. So that's the logic yeah, there. exactly. And it's going to help you every week, so... Yeah, for sure. He'll. I think Rabbitohs miss maybe round sixteen, but I'm yep. I'm not concerned about that. I've got enough cover round sixteen. I've got the most players available round sixteen, in comparison to thirteen and nineteen. So, uh, that's the way I'm looking, mate. What are you thinking trades wise for this week? Um, so I still can't decide if, if these cheapies are worth it when they aren't playing thirteen. Um, I think I will go Billy Smith, and I can go Hosking using the uh, using the jewel of Willie Army. Um, I do just think the way that I, and like we've been sort of saying, don't go headwards, don't go headwards, don't go headwards. But I do think that I look at someone like Moali, such a plotter and think I've been waiting for this opportunity all year. Like, why don't I just get rid of him? Straight swap, make some cash. He's definitely going to make cash. Whether he makes enough is yet to be seen. But you know what? If he's gone in four weeks, he's probably not an A nightmare. He probably just drops completely out of the lineup. And then, you know what? When I need 200K, I can nuff him. I'm really, I think with how many trades, like I've got 26 trades coming into this week, that's a bit of a luxury for me. Um, I really like everything you've said about Highland Loki as well. You've sort of convinced me. But essentially, I'm going to be sitting there with 350k next week to get Stefano to Tohu, uh, which I'm really excited about. Another one of those blokes that I've just really wanted to trade out basically every week since I've had him. And Tohu plays 13. I need one more number for 13. And yeah, I'm just going to roll with the punches. I'm just going to go, look, let's see how this week turns up. Let's have a look to see what Parramatta players don't get selected. You know, maybe I get, you know, Hopgood. Maybe I get Ryan Madison. Hey, maybe I'm adding Mitchell Moses. You know what? It'll be somebody like that coming in. But Hylam Lukey this week would give me that extra number. So maybe if I pull the trigger this week, and I'll probably put my trade thoughts on Twitter. Um, look, maybe if I add Hylam Lukey this week, I don't need to burn another trade next week. I can just go Tohu. Yeah, 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 that makes complete sense. I mean, from what we've been saying, you've been thinking about Tohu for the last couple of weeks. Um, you'd kick yourself if you if you didn't make that move. Yeah. So if it sets you up to make that move next week with the cash that it leaves in the bank, then great. Um, I probably would have I probably would have went. I'm about 6K short of just going Hosking to Tohu, and I think I have the coverage there. I probably would have just went Hosking to Tohu and Billy Smith down from somebody else if I could have. And just sat him on the bench this week. But yeah, look, I won't. So before we wrap up, mate, Captain, Vice Captain, what are your thoughts on on this week? Um, Captain L, Lord and Saviour, Nico. Um, yep. probably vice captain, somebody playing early, somebody with a high ceiling like 
like a Reese Walsh or someone. I really liked what I saw from Reese Walsh um, last week. Do I think he's going to score that well against the Panthers? Probably not. But you know what? He has as high ceiling as any. Yeah, my, my vice captain this week. I'm not. I'm not quite sure how I'm going to play this one. I think it might be Alex Johnston against the Eels on Friday night. Yep. And then obviously with the Sharks playing the first game on Saturday, they're they're at Coffs Harbour, so yep. uh, haven't checked the rain or the or the weather or anything like that. But you have to captain Nico against Newcastle. You just have yep. to if you've got. Absolute yep. no-brainer. I think you're trying to outthink the room if you're not captaining Nico this week. Worst case scenario, um, everybody else captains him and everybody gets 40 points. Best case scenario, you end up with 400. And I think the only other captain option that I'd be tempted to do this week would be David Fafida against the Bulldogs on Sunday afternoon. That would probably be the only other consideration. But, I mean, we saw what Nico Hines did, right? Like, he just made it look so easy. He just made it look so easy. He scored 98 in on his dick. A couple of try assists. Didn't even really do much for the middle 50 minutes of the game. And just either side, he just dominated and just accumulates points like no one else. So I think you just need to go with that option. I wish Fafita was playing early on in the week. Unfortunately, the Titans never play a Friday night game. So, um, yeah, a bit disappointing for Supercoach. I'd love to slap the VC on him, but... You know what? It's the draw. I'll probably just go. Actually, I don't hate. Um, Steve's mentioned in the chat VC Billy Smith. I actually really don't. I hadn't considered it because he's a 290K cheapie. Um, but as somebody that Captain Hopgood this year, you know what? You might have just talked me into it, Steve. Uh, let's ride it together. And I think he's also mentioned Latrell in Indigenous round this week against the Eels. If you have Latrell in yep. your team, he needs to be your VC. Or completely, yep. you could you could just go straight C on Latrell this yep. week. Indigenous round, I think he averages 93. I'm, I'm sure I saw that stat somewhere on Twitter today. Uh, I haven't yep. fact-checked it, though, but it'd be very interesting. It seems like he steps up in Indigenous round every single year for obvious reasons. Latrell so, averages about 93 against anyone, though, to be honest. So, Pretty much, pretty much. Um, guys, that'll, that'll do us. We've uh, gone through everything. Thank you for hopping on. Thanks for obviously dropping your comments. We really appreciate your support. If you want to continue to give your support and you obviously haven't yet, please subscribe to the channel. Uh, please follow us. Please leave us a review if you're listening to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your audio content as well. Uh, it helps us reach more people and, and grow the brand, so we would appreciate that. Otherwise, we will see you on Sunday for the weekly wrap-up, the Sunday sesh, as always. Um, but until then, good luck this week. Hopefully plenty of green arrows and some big scores. This has been the Insight Fantasy Sports Podcast. We will catch you later. Cheerio.